following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Tuesday inside the SWBC podcast studio on a beautiful day here in Frisco, Texas. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And as I arrived here at the Star in Frisco, I was thinking what a beautiful day it would be, Mickey, if I could look out over that practice field and see, see football players going. on the football field getting ready for a Saturday night in Tampa. But it's not going to be. Not so much. So here we are, picking up the pieces once again. Yes. So how are we doing? Not good. Still not good. Still not good. Still not good. I got a beef, guys. All right. What is it? Beef out. We can't blame the referees. We just can't. Mm -hmm. A lot of those calls, self-inflicted BS that we put on ourselves, number one. And I got to say, I was... Very disappointed in Dak's little dig at the referees that that uh, that comment after the game. You know, you just expect so much better from him. You know, but one of the classiest guys in the NFL. You know, the frustration was there after the at the press conference. I'm sure he was still feeling it, and uh, his reaction to the Cowboy fans, you know, throwing garbage and whatever at the referees. You know. You might want to believe it. You might want to be angry all you want, but you just can't say that. And I'm hoping that, I wish he would have done it already, that an apology would be sent out because that's just not him. And when you start reacting in these kind of situations, you know everybody wants you to lose because you're a Dallas Cowboy. Everybody knows that. It's nothing new. I mean, they take joy, you know, in, in the demise. But you can't. As a leader of this team and one of the classiest guys in sports, you cannot do that as Dak Prescott, the leader of this team. That's something that, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it's it's glaring when it comes from a guy like Dak. So that's all I got to say. So you think he's done with the being nominated as the NFL Man of the Year? Is that what you're telling me? I hope that. that, You know, the way he came back and played this year after that, I I hope it has nothing to do with it. Well, you're talking comeback player of the year, but you're talking Walter Payton Man of of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even so. And you know. so. He's done so much for a lot of people. Yeah, that. I thought initially when he said it, he was just kind of being – Kind of a smart aleck trying to make a joke. Flipping. But he Credit got to, to know them. how that, that. But then he got an opportunity to walk it back, mm-hmm. and he kind of doubled down. So yeah, that is not. And, and the unfortunate thing is the whole thing came up wrong, because the question to him initially was, "What is your opinion of the fans throwing stuff at you guys when you left the field?" That was the first question. Okay. Right, and he and and it was and I'm and I don't care. I'll throw the guy under the bus. It was Mike Leslie at Channel Eight, uh-huh. and he had the question wrong, right? Because the referees went under the same tunnel as the Cowboy players, mm-hmm. and so that got corrected. And he goes, "Oh," and then he said, "Credit to them," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And but then, you're right. Then there was the opportunity to walk right, that back. And, right. Yeah, and I thought he yeah. was just kind of tongue in cheek. Well, credit to them. And then he got the chance to walk it back, and he didn't do and it. And that, when you double down on it, <clears throat> and know, that makes the apology even even more difficult. And there won't be another press conference till OTAs. Right. right. Well, but we all have our social media accounts. That's true. So, yeah. So. Well, yeah. If he wants, he could call his own right. press conference. Right. Yeah. yeah he doesn't right. need anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and, but to, and also to your point on the officiating, I'm, I'm with you too on the. Uh, you just can't blame it on the refs. You know, you, there were so many opportunities so many. in that game to take uh, business into your own hands. Well, it, each yeah. time, each yeah. time we, right. we step but, right. again. But going back and looking at the game, first play of the game it was a false start. And they got called for offsides. Mm-hmm. And he did it again somewhere in the second quarter. And someone told me that watches the game more intimately than I do, that that's what Trent Williams does. He digs his left foot into the ground just before it's time to snap the ball. And he flinched the first time. It wasn't just digging his toes in the ground. The second time he dug his toes in the ground, and it was offsides. And the remember the... Um, Kickoff return by Pollard. Right. Got to the 30, mm-hmm. 35, 35. And then they called holding on Gifford. Yep. He didn't hold him. He pushed the guy to the ground. And and I was wondering when I saw it first that Fossil was going crazy on the sideline. Well, whoever called it wasn't within 20 yards of Gifford. Mm-hmm. And they called holding. It's like, okay, how do you do that? So the danger sometimes is going back and watching the game uh, a little closer, the re- not the replays, but just going back and watching uh, the plays. And you pick things up, and boy, um, I don't mean to go on a rant here, but I thought the offensive line didn't play well. Mm-hmm. They played worse than I thought. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and I don't know if this is a sign – of the future, but they better not let happen that happened in 2010. Because in 2009, if you remember, they went up to Minnesota and got waxed. The offense was awful. Offensive line didn't play well that Mm -hmm. game. And it was like, well, you know what? They're in a dome. It's hard to hear. The defense has the advantage. And then 2010, that same offensive line got old overnight. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just it was like, oh, my God. Right. And then they had to reconstruct it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they better not let that happen again because it's time for whatever reasons. If Lale Collins did not have a good game. The guys in the middle didn't have a good game. And then even um, Tyron. Tyron Smith struggled at times. Yes. And so they got they better take a close look at that and make sure that they do what they have to do to try to not let that get old and all of a sudden you're here next year and it's like there were so many plays Dak didn't have a chance on. Mm-mm. He didn't have How a chance. How many times did he get hit? 14. 14. And they had a play um they were it was at the end of the half. They were um, after they got the roughing the kicker penalty, mm-hmm. and they got another set of downs, and they got a first down, and they were third and seven, 
at the 45, and he gets hit. He gets hit just as he's releasing the ball, and it's incomplete, and now they got a punt, right? And it's like, gosh, you just yeah. – everybody's, wow, his accuracy was bad. Well, it's – it's yeah, hard it's to be accurate hard. when you got somebody kind of hanging hard. on you, right? <laughs> Always somebody in your face. And I just wish people would go back and look at it critically instead of emotionally as the game's going That's right. to actually well, see. What you, what you, as a fan, you, you are frustrated because he seems to always be surrounded. You know, even with a four-man rush, you can't see your quarterback in the pocket. He was trying – That remember the one <laughs> that he tried to dump off to Zeke? He was yeah. under pressure and it was high. Mm -hmm. Well, there was – everybody was around oh, him yeah. and he had to get yeah. his arm up. Yes. And he had to do that many times, Spags. And so what you look at is you're looking at the offensive line that, that we're all getting beat the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, so is it technique? I mean, these guys let, – let me say this. We have gone up against offensive linemen I've never heard of. No Pro Bowls, no All-Pros. And here they are running on our defense. It just depends on the team. I could, I could pick uh, the Broncos. You know, I could pick any team that, that ran well on us. I've never heard of those guys. But their technique is solid, and they keep our players off of their running back. And I've seen over and over again our offensive linemen are overextending themselves. They're getting thrown out of the way, and it is no one between the D lineman and that running back to stop the collision from happening. It's not like you can go in there and say, okay, I can lean on my offensive lineman here until he gets rid of that guy. I can lean here, and I can have ways where I can have patience to wait for that hole to open up. No, it's not like that with us. The, the, the lineman is, is on the ground. Uh, the old lineman's on the ground. The D lineman is coming to attack. That is not comfortable, and that's what really causes the big hits on our running backs. And that happens over and over again, Spags. It's not, it's not something that, oh, just the last uh, two weeks, you know, this right. is happening. No, this has been happening for really the second half of the season. And, and uh, I had a feeling. Even if we would have won this game, come back and everything would have happened on that play, I still wouldn't have felt good about us. Yeah. Because we should have done better. I, the entire game, I, I felt that we lost the game before the clock ran out because we weren't playing well and we keep relying on this same, you know, captain comeback situation. Try to pull you a rabbit out of your hat. Doing right? that. Yeah. And, and for us to be squabbling over one second, a referee grabbing the ball with his dumb self, grabbing the ball again and again. I don't know what the hell he was trying to do, but we should never have even gotten to that. No, point. This should not even be part of the conversation. You know, and I'll take it back to the drive. The, the, the lost opportunity late in the game was when you get the football with 242 left and you have three timeouts yeah. left. Now you're at your own 16-yard line. I'm but talking you, trash but, now. But you're, you, you made it to midfield. Here's, here's something I haven't heard anyone talk about that I don't understand. And in Romo on the broadcast, as the Cowboys, it was second and 11, mm -hmm. and uh, whatever yard line the Cowboys were at at that point, it was around midfield. And Romo said, well, they might be able to get a playoff before the two-minute warning. Yep, he did. And, and hurriedly, the Cowboys ran a play before the two-minute warning. And I'm sitting there thinking, 
Why do we care about running a play before the two-minute warning? The clock is not an issue here. There's three timeouts left. Get the play that you want to run. Don't hurriedly run a play. I think Romo was Instead, surprised that they ran the play. And so they run a play. It was snapped inc- it at 201. 201. They, they, okay, they snap it. And that was, what was the result of it? It was an incomplete. Incomplete. To, it was a short pass to like CD. Like five Okay. Round. It was yeah. like a crossing route or right, something. Right, About five yards downfield, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Okay, and it was incomplete. Okay, so instead of at the two-minute warning, you're facing second and 11. Instead, it's 156 left, and you're third and 11. Okay? I much prefer, okay, just chill out. Okay, things are under control. Don't hurry up and run a play that you necessarily don't like. Get the play you want to run, and at the two-minute warning on second and 11, run that rather than you're faced with at 156, third and 11. And they were at the San Francisco 47, yeah. so it wasn't like time was of essence. Right? I, and I would say if you are going to run a play, that's a great opportunity to, to run, run the ball. To run the ball, right. okay, because you're getting a timeout. Gonna the, the st- clock's going to stop at 156, mm-hmm. which will give you a third and five. Or, I mean, presumably they're that not thinking big. they're not thinking you're going to run the ball, and so you might be able to pop something, or mm-hmm. at worst, you don't gain anything, right. okay, which is what you're not getting you're still, anyway. You yeah. still got the two-minute timeout. Right, but, but uh, my preference is – Get the play that you want and just let it go to the two-minute warning. And then on third and 11, uh, incomplete and because he dumped it to, to Zeke. Yeah. And then Tyron got ho- called for holding, and they <laughs> declined it. Right. They could have had third and tw- 21, uh, and then you had to punt. Uh, speaking of that, uh, oh. I also – they Were they – they didn't. You meant they had to punt if they took. No, they they, they declined the penalty. Right, they, and, and so they went for it on fourth and eleven. Yeah, and and that was the incomplete pass to Cedric, to Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Now, 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 having said that, if you wanted to, okay, you could have gone ahead and punt. You have your three timeouts left, and I understand that this, this is goes against all analytics and everything. But <laughs> yeah, if you, you were God if, forbid, if, you, if you were confident in your defense, <laughs> right. okay, to stop them, you could have punted the ball. And as far as field position goes, if it played out and you stopped them and, you had, and they had to punt, then instead of starting at your own what yard line did Cowboys start at on the last drive? The uh, twenty. At the 20 on the last drive, with you might be starting at, with 32 seconds left. You might have been starting at your own 45 with 32 seconds. That's right. tough when they're built. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't like taking the ball out of my hands. No, I don't either. Yeah, I, that, that, I'm not saying that yeah. they should have done that. That's but yeah. but with the three timeouts left, you had enough time where you could actually do that if you cared about it. And uh, by, the, by the way, the other thing that I noticed that really And no one would out, do that. <laughs> uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the first half, um, they were facing third and 19 and the pass that Cedric Wilson couldn't see. Mm-hmm. If they catch that, he's at the 34, 35, 36, somewhere in there. They would have at least, because it was third and 19, it wasn't going to be a first down. Mm-hmm. They would have had an opportunity to kick a 55-yard field goal. And, and, Three and, points, and let's at say the end guys, of the game. Let's say, guys, let, I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And 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 so, but here's wait, 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 unlucky. I know, oblivious <laughs> team ever. So wait, There's always something. So he's blinded by the sun, right? Yeah. 
before the snap, just about where he was trying to catch the ball, there, uh, San Francisco's linebacker, Fred Warner, mm -hmm. he's standing right where Cedric was going to catch the ball, by the way, before the snap, right? And you know what he's doing, and for everybody that's not watching, he's crouched down and he's got his hand up, so shielding his eyes so he <laughs> could see before the snap. And the ball ended up right at that spot. <laughs> what are yeah. the chances? No, no, the big chances for us because this is what happens to us when we lose. There's always these little quirky things. Well, that's where that you need to know. Happen and then you're us. feeling, okay, you know what, though? We're going to get the ball to start the second half, right? The Cowboys are going to get the ball. First series. Uh, it's it's uh, third and four, false start. Third and nine, false start. And what happens on third and 14? A sack. And it's like, that, that's your offensive line. That's it. And they, they, they just, all I'm saying right now, we're two months and a half from the draft. They just better keep that in mind mm -hmm. when they started looking. And they better hope they hit on Josh Ball. Um, Terrence Steele may give them something, but... And I know the money they've got spent up there, but you better look at this thing pragmatically. And, you know, you, you got to be a smart team, too, Spags. It's, all, it's not just about the physicality. You know, sometimes just being smart really takes away from, from, these, from these small incidents that lead to failure. You know, you can just pick out so many things when we lose games to where you say, wow, I never thought that could happen. But it happens to us. And the other thing, they better keep their eye going forward on linebackers. Did you bring that up yesterday? Yes, yes. Talking about we need three linebackers. Van Der Esch is a free agent. Mm -hmm. um, okay, you, you got Parsons, but what else? Because when they loaded up with a fullback, a tight end, or a fullback and two tight ends, they got overpowered. And, and, but Spags, what, what a surprise. Right. What a surprise. We weren't ready. Did we think that, okay, let's just do what? Put an extra life? I mean, and, we and, you know, I think J. Ron Curse. have to be made. J. Ron Curse is a, he, boy, they got more out of him than I ever dreamed. But he's a safety. He's still a safety. And, and they got overpowered up front. And, and the other thing I noticed is it seemed like when San Francisco's offensive line had a double-team block, they gashing hole, right? I didn't ever see the Cowboys' offensive line do nope. that. But they, it seemed like they were always outnumbered up front somehow, mm -hmm. some way. Mm -hmm. it, it's an ever-evolving game. And um, how many times did the Rams carry the ball last night? They ran the ball over 30 times right. last night against the Cardinals. All right, the Niners are a team that as much as, 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 much as offensive coordinators are spreading it out now, they're going to come back now. down to the bases. Well, and, it's getting, and they're going to come back. Football. Right, that and just the game evolves. It goes back and forth. It goes mm -hmm. to a spread, and then it goes back to power football. Exactly, the right. Basics. And so you have to be able to defend either one. Okay, if you go up against a spread team that doesn't power, have a power running game, 
then you have personnel for that. And the Cowboys, I think, have done a great job with that kind of personnel. But one of the things that happened this year, of course, is that Jalen Smith didn't play to the level that they, they wanted him to be playing at or they expected him to be playing at. They had to release him. So now you get into a situation in a game against San Francisco who likes to run the ball. And if you had the two linebackers, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, that you hope to have had to start the season, Parsons wouldn't even have to play linebacker in that run defense. He could be You could use him on the edge. You weren't able to use him on the edge at all in this game because you had to play him as a linebacker because of their threat of and running we've been the ball. Think, to play big how, nickel for two years now. I know. And it, it never works, and it, it, it's a, it's it starting never works. And we wood, thought when we came in Is this it a wooden nickel? Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, it. because... But, but the, Niners, no. the Niners have that. They, they run a big nickel all the time. They've got Fred Warner and um, Dre Greenlaw, who just came back, and then they got a third linebacker. And so they've got three linebackers that they're confident they can play in there. Warner goes out in the fourth quarter of that game the other guy comes in and and so they were able to to work it that way Luke Gifford is not at that point in his career maybe Luke Gifford can develop I don't know but uh, I know they liked him but he was an undrafted guy he Mm -hmm. you haven't invested there think about how the plan was when they started the season before they had uh, injuries or whatever on the defensive line at the defensive end spot the idea was assuming Jalen Smith was going to play well, Jalen Smith was going to be the middle guy, Van Der Esch was going to be the weak side guy, and Parsons was going to be the strong side guy. And if you think back to training camp, with him lined up on the line of scrimmage, as the strong side linebacker can do, right? Mm -hmm. And teams wouldn't know, is he playing linebacker? Or is he rushing the quarter mm-hmm. quarterback? You want right? him as your jack linebacker, right? You know? Exactly. Move him around all over the place, and then it didn't turn out that well. Jalen Smith somehow was lost. Uh, they didn't have a, a fourth linebacker, and so when they got rid of him, it was two linebackers and J. Ron Curse, who did well. But when teams decide to load up like that, boy, you're well, at a disadvantage. I can't see how you would expect our linebackers to all of a sudden be different from the historically bad running defense that we had right. last year. That's right. I can't so that see was why a mistake. you would come in yeah. with thinking, oh, thinking okay, well, going to be better. Thinking that Jalen was going to be why better than what that? he had been. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Historically bad. That's right. So uh, that was not good, good forecasting to me. Mm-hmm. So you just hope when they look at this thing that, okay, let's be honest here, right? And – they're going to have salary cap problems, so it's not like you're going to go out and poach somebody, right, and say, okay, we're going to fill this hole with that. You're going to have to build but from they, within. The, but they did a good job last year of coming up with guys exactly. like, like Keanu Neal, mm-hmm. like J. Ron Curse, right. like KZ. I mean, there's a number of them. cost them a lot. Urban, Watkins. I mean, there's so many of them like that. But even and, the thing with Keanu Neal, he's not a linebacker. I'm sorry. He's a strong safety Yeah. And you put him there at linebacker, and he gets this 330-pound guy on him. It's like, well, that's a, kind of a 100-pound mismatch. Hmm. So, um, but, he's yeah, nickel, they're running He's a game. nickel linebacker. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we, exactly. have, we have big nickel, but big nickel didn't work last year, and it didn't really work this they year. They didn't even try big nickel last year. They sacrificed Anthony Brown. <laughs> or, or no, not Anthony Brown. Who was the poor cornerback that ended up coming up there? Well, no, it was the, the safety. It was Jordan Lewis. No, the safety. Will, um, 
Um, Xavier Woods? Xavier Woods, yeah. They had him playing the linebackers. <laughs> so they need to be honest about two positions then. We're talking linebackers and, and the entire offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Probably be need. honest about the entire offensive line. They are no longer that. And you need squad. a couple. You need a couple guys. The, the way I look at it, and somebody asked me today on the fan, it's like, would well, you get a, a a tackle? And I said, get me a tackle who can play guard, and he can take up one guard spot. But if the tackles don't perform well, then he can go out to tackle. That should cost right? you a lot of money. Well, that should cost you a lot of well, money. Well, they, 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 they hope that they drafted one in Alan Ball who can do something. Josh Ball. I mean, Josh Ball, yes. not Alan Ball. Mm-hmm. Alan, Ball was a, Alan Ball was a cornerback. <laughs> he was a little skinny. <laughs> <laughs> they hope they found one in Josh Ball. We'll and, see. And still, I mean, you know, when you think about it, when he was playing, they were like running the ball a little bit better. I don't, you know, I don't know who, where, why. Who's the O line coach? Joe Philbin. Uh, Joe needs to get on his job. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. We're looking at Coach McCarthy all the time. We're looking at Kellen. I mean, you look at these position coaches, they're like lower-level court uh, officials. You might not not even know that you voted for them, but they're going to do their work for you, right? So that's what you need. You need somebody, an offensive line coach or that Joe himself, he needs to try and figure out the best way for Lyle Collins to not – get called for holding all the time. Connor Williams, he needs to have him after practice over there doing something because I don't know what offensive linemen do. Michael Irvin was talking bad about him on, on some show. I guess that went viral, you know, talking about these big mother brothers, you know. So, I mean, they have to they, – they have the girth. They have the, the size. What is – it's the tech – it has to be the technique because I've seen other players come in who are lesser players than, than – uh, McGovern and Williams, and they come in here and they do an adequate job, at least against our defensive linemen. And all we need is adequate competence. And, and you know what? You know I, what we need? You know what I noticed also that San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco was doing. They were their defensive front was overloading the Cowboys' right side of the offensive line, and Tyrone would get singled up, and there were so many plays I saw. Like the the one Bosa looped in for mm-hmm. the sack, Connor McGovern didn't have anybody in front of him. Well, right? why, why are they doing that? Why is the why are the Forty Nineers doing that? That's unfair. They shouldn't be able to do no, that. No, no, I said no. Wait, I said Connor McGovern. I meant Connor Williams. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's him in in space, like looking for something, right? And Bosa loops around, and he's looking over here to help the Pro Bowl tackle. And it's like, well, what about that guy there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes in untouched. Um, it seems like if, if they can overload like that, then obviously we're tipping something. We're tipping something. You know what this means? Break. Time for break. a break. It's break. past time. It's like oh 10 my. minutes past time. It's time for the second break. Y'all <laughs> may right. just read both here. Yeah, just do it now. We, you may be doing it. All right, we're back in a moment. <laughs> hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh tasting, ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. 
Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So, whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life. Starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Good job. What did you think of that game last night? Oh, it was hard to not fall asleep on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that one coming. Guess they should have played Arizona, huh? <laughs> yeah, really. Would it have been different than a couple of weeks before? Oh, well, was, I think so. I think so. Yeah, let's hope I so. I think I think it would have been best if we would have played Arizona, as you look at so it. So how did we lose to Arizona? How did we lose to this this last game? 25-22. Okay, so so yeah, we get back to back. we get back to it. It was twenty-five twenty-two, and had the Cowboys won that game. And then beating Philadelphia, then what would have been the playoff scenario? They would have hosted. They would have been the second. Well, people will say, "Well, Green Bay lost to Detroit," and they wouldn't. They wouldn't have lost to Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they would have still had the number one seat. But they would have ended up. It would have been the same Same spot, right? The only (laughs) way it would have changed. But they wouldn't have. They they lost to Philadelphia and ended up the fourth seat. Then they would have played. So that would have been motivation not to play against Philadelphia so that you could come back and play against Arizona again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Could have rested everybody. <laughs> How'd that work out for Philadelphia, too, by the way? All that rest they got. Boy, they were still sleeping. They looked the like they hadn't they played a preseason game. <laughs> so do you think Kingsbury's on the hot seat in I bet he the is. desert? I bet he is. All right. I looked this up last night. All right. Arizona – Started seven and zero this year. Yes, they did. Okay, and they went four and seven. What they so they wound up. Uh, what they, would it? They have wound been? up ten and four and seven the la- after their last eleven games, including the playoff game, because Kyler Murray went two and seven. Hit. By the way, Colt McCoy won t- won two of those get two of those four games in the last half of the year. You were right about him. You always said I about don't who trust him. Kyler Murray, yep. and boy, he come he came. 
or as Nate Newton said, short got him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that interception, that pick six in the end zone. Oh, God. That looked like a Carson Wentz moment there. Oh. All right, so anyway, Kingsbury. Just take the safety. <laughs> Kingsbury, three years at Arizona. Weeks one through seven mm-hmm. in these three years, he has a combined record of 15 wins, five losses, and a tie. After week seven, nine wins and 20 losses. Oh, my. So five, 15, five, and one the first seven weeks. And from week eight on, nine and 20. Six years at Texas Tech. Weeks one Get through, out of here. Weeks one <laughs> through seven, 27 wins, 15 losses. After week seven, eight wins and 25 losses. That's crazy, man. So mm-hmm. people figure them out? Well, part of that at Texas Tech, you're playing a uh, cup, cupcake got, non-conference schedule, schedule that adds bad. to that. But, but also, the NFL, but they the would also still there. Yeah, exactly. Into the pros, so right? Oh, that, and so, is yeah. that adjustment in season adjustments? People make adjustments, and, see, that's, and that's you're the not. Thing about us, I don't think we ever made good adjustments. The games that we lost by halftime, you kind of said, "Okay, yeah, we're going to lose this game," because we we never come out. With something different. Like I said, the second half, the first drive of the second half, we went backwards. You know, we came out with the same lull. I didn't I didn't see, I don't know, I guess I'm too much on body language, but the body language didn't even look good as we came out in the, the third quarter. We didn't seem like, okay, guys, we figured it out, let's go take care of business. I didn't we, think the body language looked good coming on the field at the beginning of the game. Well, yeah, you, yeah, because I said you that saw yesterday. San Francisco's uh, body language. <laughs> You wanted that boombox We didn't have a boombox I, I like, like it. I said it at the time. I'm sitting there watching the game at home with my wife, okay, and I'm watching San Francisco come on the field, and they looked confident coming on that field. And then I, later I saw the video of the Debo's boombox, who someone had a humongous boombox, and they, they marched from their they locker room. They do that every, every game. Right. The they, yeah. They, okay, they do it every game, but still, well, it's, it, working it, it's, it's working. Yeah, second half of the season. <laughs> They're still marching, right? Louder and louder. I mean, they, yeah. they've won eight of their last ten <laughs> games, so – we need a boombox, <laughs> at least, <laughs> or a longer walk from the locker room to get them. I mean, because then we and I, they show the Cowboys, and I'm like, uh, I don't like this body language I'm or, seeing or right once now. Once again, let's just come out with better uh, adjustments <laughs> at halftime, because it doesn't seem like anyone has any confidence in what was said in the locker room. It's like, okay, well, let's just continue with what we're doing. And to me, that is not part of a championship team that has a home game. You're playing in a home playoff game, and you, you, it's as if you are at a disadvantage. It's like you are the one that's intimidated. And I've seen that before from the Cowboys, not only from, as, a, as a, a fan and, and, and former player, but as a player as well. You can feel it from your own players. You know, it, it, Defense it, must have adjusted because they held them to one touchdown the second half. I think, And that's the way it usually goes. Defense is all mad about what they did. They don't make the same mistakes again. But yet the offense themselves and don't had, follow. Had they not thrown that pick, they might have not scored that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Um, Which would make you sick, right, if you could have won the game. What was it? Uh, 20, what was the final score? 23-17? Mm-hmm. What if they didn't score that touchdown and you won 23-16? Yeah. See, that's, that, 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 that's the offseason that you hate. What if? What ifs? That's the offseason that you hate. I, I hate hearing that. I hate thinking it because it just makes the offseason even longer. Right. And, and, and once again, 
lack of lack of uh, uh, adjustments to me. Uh, this team has that's what youth does for you. Okay, it can work for you and it can work against you. And I don't think those guys. I think they were intimidated by the 49ers and they didn't have any confidence that the coaches were going to make this any better. You know, and there were a couple of things that I, I saw. It didn't make sense. Like San Francisco's first possession, um, they had that. The one that third. went like the 11, 11 plays for a touchdown? It was seven plays, actually. Seven. It, it, never got, it didn't take that long. It, it, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, like no third downs. In fact, there was just one second down on that drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside aside crazy. from the offsides to start the game that Mickey contends didn't happen, um, <laughs> then there was a Samuel went for nine, Samuel went for one. Okay, that was the one second down. Second and nine, it's Travis Benjamin who hadn't played in weeks for seventeen yards. No, wait, that's the one I was looking for. Sam, the Benjamin. One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he lined up on the right side, and. So it was it was uh, Anthony Brown's. Anthony Brown was at least seven yards off the line of scrimmage, right? And he runs this crossing route to the left. And there's nobody in the middle of the field. And when he catches the ball and goes out of bounds, well, here's Anthony Brown playing catch-up from behind. Mm-hmm. Well— if you give the guy a free release off the line of scrimmage like that and you got him seven yards cushion or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you're not going to catch up, right? They've been doing that all year long, Spats. The, the angle's That's not going to work. That's nothing new. They've been doing that all year long. The inside crossing routes have killed us all year long. That is nothing new. You know how many catches Travis Benjamin had for the 49ers I'm gonna this guess. season? I think I heard it, but I'm going to guess he had four. He had zero. He had five targets all season in the regular season. He's a punt returner. He's not a receiver. And so they line him up, and the Cowboys are thinking, well, they're not going to throw to this guy. They had not throw to him all year. Well, maybe, <laughs> but that's what it looked like. The year like. before. The for the char- okay, you know how many catches Travis Benjamin had last year? Zero. Zero. He didn't play. <laughs> 2019 with the Chargers. At age 30, you know how many catches he what had he that year? What is he still doing the league? Six. <laughs> he had six catches the year before. Over the last three years, he's got six catches. And on the third play of the game, he goes for 17 yards. And that was his only catch of the game. That's right. I, I saw him. I'm like, I didn't know Travis Benjamin was on their team. <laughs> Where'd he come from? It's, it's amazing when you go back and look at the game, some of the stuff you see, you can actually be dangerous. Uh, and if you're looking at it, realistically right because i know some people look at tape and they want the tape to correspond with their opinion yeah right and i think scouts get themselves in trouble sometimes with that but you got to look at it realistically and you see that and it's like well yeah you can't close that cushion that's too much cushion Mm -hmm. for a guy like that Uh oh i think we need another break yes yeah okay we got another break coming at you in three Two, one. <laughs> Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. 
Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back, 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 to Mick Shots. Your favorite <laughs> WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd. I bet I don't have to keep saying 2022 since it is 2022. Yeah, we're good. Get your tickets to the most <laughs> stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Okay, we got like four minutes left in our final show for the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example of how what commentators say on TV shape people's opinion. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the fake punt that worked and then what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a radio hit this morning on station in Washington, D.C. And so that came up. And the guy, who is very good, by the way, uh, the host, Kevin, um, was like, yeah, he goes, what were the Cowboys doing? Why were they so disorganized after, after that play? And I kind of had to explain to him what the intent was, right? And he goes, well, I don't know about that because Tony Romo said that they're trying to get a timeout out of them and they were just fudging. And I said, okay, let me give you the rest of the story. But this is a guy that's pretty knowledgeable, right? And he's watching it casually at home. He doesn't know. And so... Those are the perceptions. It happens all the time. Everyone goes, the, the, the power. Once right. again, the worst yeah. organized coach in the yeah. The power that Romo and Aikman yeah. and Collinsworth have to, to set the narrative Madden for well. uh, sports talk shows the rest of the week around the country, it's immense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and so I had to explain to him, you know, and he was like, well, I mean, I said, now listen to me. You know, I, I got this, uh, and I understand what happened. Could you imagine with podcasts and stuff out there now? You've got people out there 
doing the same thing he, he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. And and you have his own followings that believe it. You know, we always tease uh, Stephen A. on what he does, and you know that's just him making his money. You know, you make your money, you get your hustle on. I get that, but a lot of people, they're gonna swear by that. I mean, you look at uh, this 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 uh, debate between LeBron and and Michael Jordan. You know, people get fired up over that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and half the stuff that's put out there. It has nothing to do with who's the greatest and who's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate this part of the season because there's a lot of mashed potatoes yeah. being thrown on the wall, and oh. they're just hoping stuff will stick. And Come on, same man, you're thing. Italian. You're supposed to say spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. we never <laughs> threw spaghetti on the wall. You too finished, valuable. You finished your plate by God before you left the table. Uh, but now with the, all the coaching stuff, right? And so today's supposedly Denver's here interviewing Dan Quinn, uh, interviewing Kellen Moore. Um, and then, you know, the rumor starts about, well, they're going to keep Dan Quinn and fire Mike McCarthy. And it's like, okay, where'd you get that from? And, and, you know, and I feel sorry Adam, for Adam Schefter last night. Is, is that what he Well, he, he reported that Quinn has, uh, and I saw him, it was on the halftime show, I think, um, or maybe in pregame. But anyway, he said that Quinn's got uh, interviews lined up with four teams, the Broncos, Bears, Dolphins, and Vikings mm-hmm. this week. And but, and then he adds this at the end, but the Cowboys want to keep him. And so that leads everyone to think, well, the only way they're going to keep him if he's got a head coaching offer somewhere else is to make him the head coach. Mm-hmm. And you know where that stuff comes from, right? Mm-hmm. The agent for mm-hmm. the, the coach. Mm-hmm. That's and why Kellen Moore was a front runner for the TCU job. <laughs> there was no, that was crazy. It, that was not going to happen. But agent gets it out there and right. he makes him a wanted man, you know, no matter. And that's where those guys get that stuff from. They don't get it from the teams. They get it from the agent. And the well, agent I mean, he's, wants he's to get his guy's 3%. name out there. He's just doing his <laughs> job. That's right. Those three percent's got to add up. He's got to get more. <laughs> I used to, you know, and, and there were some guys out there that you could trust. And then there were some guys you knew you were getting used Right. And uh, yeah, I always hated that part of it. I hated that part of it. So we'll see what happens uh, with uh, this coaching deal. See, because if look, if you're the head coach, I mean, if you're the guy looking for that or getting interviewed for the job, what what's your first priority? Like if you have multiple opportunities, what's your first priority to decide where you're going? Uh, family as far as coach yeah, for like another which job team, which team who's select? playing quarterback for that team exactly isn't that right see where my head's at <laughs> where, where my family going where the kids going to school alright so of the openings then you like Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence now the second thing I would look at is ownership uh-huh. how stable is it you know is, and, that, to and, me that would be first and where's the owner yeah, because somebody be was talking about Miami today uh, and they were talking about how the owner, um, I forget his name. Go ahead. He's not on-site owner. Mm-hmm. He's a, from a fire. He's hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, who's the general manager? So somebody, you have to answer to who are someone. You, who am I answering right. to? Right? Exactly. And what sort of authority Which is actually the most important. Right? That's yeah. the most important. If, More important. It, unless the owner's. Jerry Jones, and then you know who you're answering. Because to. usually, when these teams that are changing head coaches, even though they might have a 
prospect like Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, he's still unproven in this league. Right. You know, and so and, and how many number one overall picks have flamed out? Well, and think about I mean, the look at look at Cleveland. Made it. Yeah. Well, look, look at, at the, look at the openings. Mm-hmm. Miami. Two of them. You sure? Um, and he was a very high draft pick. Chicago. Josh Fields. Mm-hmm. Sure. First round draft pick. Denver. Well, you Isn't got Denver for sale, by the way? Yes, Broncos. they are. But I think, I think they know who they're selling it to. I think they just got approved for uh, to sell it. I think yeah. there was Okay, keep there. going. Denver. Vikings. Vikings. Cousins right now. and Yeah. And, and are you sure that's, that's the deal? Um, Cardinals. Oh no, no, that hadn't no, happened. Not yet. That hadn't happened. I'm trying to think. There was like there's Vegas, like eight Houston. open Texans, Vegas. Yeah, now Vegas. Vegas probably not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Car, you can win with car, mm-hmm. right? And I wonder if they consider Biaccia, 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 Biaccia <laughs> as as a, a legitimate candidate. And with there. Mayock out as GM, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know that that bodes well for Biaccia for Rich, yeah. So because well, a new guy's going to come in, yeah, you can hire a G- yeah, 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 yeah. Houston, you don't know who your quarterback is, right? Third rounder played this year. So you got Tyrod Taylor, and then whatever's going that's on. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Tyrod can stay on the field. So mm-hmm. Jacksonville, at least yeah, as far as prospects go, right? I mean, there's yeah, that's probably but the best one. But it's Jacksonville. But it is Jacksonville, and, and there hasn't not, been you're, much you're stability the there every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say the New York Giants? Oh, and the, and the Giants. Giants. Yeah, sorry, Judge. There you go. And Daniel Jones. Jury's still out there, right? Although, and with the GM no longer there, there's no tie to the draft choice, right? The next guy's going to come in and say, "Wasn't my draft choice." He's not going to take me down. So, yeah. But isn't that funny that the teams needing head coaches also need quarterbacks? <laughs> and the teams that have quarterbacks. Not funny to the team that needs them. <laughs> Not at all. That's so, what happens in this league. That's the quarterback has would you like, as we close it out, would you like a list of the 21 free agents, unrestricted free agents? Uh I probably know him, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay, let's try. Let's see. No, if you no, let's no. All right, Keanu Neal, Leighton Vander Esch, Cedric Wilson, Carlos Watkins, Tyan Secchi, Brent Urban, Connor Williams, Maurice Kennedy, Jaron Curse, Demonte Casey, Noah Brown, Jake McQuaid, Brian Anger, Randy Gregory, Corey Clement, Jeremy Sprinkle, Malik Turner, Malik Hooker. Michael Gallup, Dorrance Armstrong, Dalton Schultz. Those are your unrestricted mm, free agents. That's about 21 of them. That's about eight of them that are really crucial. There you go. I was waiting for Michael Gallup. You, yep. It took a while to get mm-hmm. to that one. Well, I just read it off overthecap.com. Well, I don't oh, know why they okay. have it in the order. Probably, I don't know. And I think it's accurate. by their salaries last year. Yeah, basically. and it's accurate, too. It's just interesting yeah. how one game can change how you look at Potential mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking at Cedric Wilson the same as I looked at him before the game. You know, because just... he threw the pass out of bounds, the backwards pass out of bounds. Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm kidding. When I when I went back and looked at that, the ball came out of his hands weird, but you had somebody trying to throw a pass with a glove on. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. But you can't tip it off, though. No, I know. Like, I know. It's like, oh, wait, what, what's going hey, on uh, here? Oh, man. <laughs> I, haven't been able, I haven't been able to look this. The timing rules. I jokingly brought it up yesterday. Timing. The, the uh, timing rules in the final two minutes, five minutes of an NFL game. Yeah. On that play, the Cedric Wilson play where he threw the ball yeah, out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clock kept running. Okay. Because okay, it, because it happened in the first quarter. Whatever. The timing rules change at the final couple of mm-hmm. minutes. Whatever. Because mm-hmm. qu- they considered it a, a fumble. Right. So. Okay, if you fumble out of bounds in the final two minutes, does the clock stop? I bet not. That was my – I jokingly brought this up yesterday, that the play they should have run to instead of the back draw was, was the crossing route, let's say 10, 12 yards downfield to Cedric Wilson. He throws it or tries to throw it backwards past to Tony. Run that same play, ball goes out of bounds, clock stops. Now you're the at clock the – clock does stop. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Oh, I thought there was, you had the answer I don't, to that. No, I don't have the oh. answer. I don't have. I said it before. I, I, don't I have want the it by next Thursday when okay. we can I got convene. the answer for you. If he stays on his doggone feet, we might have a damn touchdown. How about that? <laughs> Not try that. Just keep running. The one running. that Dak throws, just, just the, he throws a 50-50 ball. I'm still <laughs> mad about that, guys. You know, that's the difference. Like you said, that's why he's the fourth receiver. He's oh, yeah. You're saying if Cedric Wilson had stayed that's on his what feet. I said. Yeah, right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is not the time to fall. You can you can come you up with so fall. many. You can't fall. Hey, coach, I slipped. Well, hell, get some new shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't slip. This is not the time to slip. I mean, this is your moment. If, if so you're going to get that big contract and free agency. That's my point. That's mm-hmm. how I started this off. I'm looking at people differently now. One game makes a difference in how you look at them before now. So, I got you. So, I got you now. So when you look at all those free agents, obviously you can't re-sign anybody, but that's 21 salaries that come off the books, right? that you were counting on for this year. Okay. So you got to be very selective. And you're at you're going to be at the mercy of market value, right? You know, did what's somebody else going to hire what they what they going to offer this guy? Uh, or can I sign somebody back on a two-year deal? Can I sign you back on a one-year prove it deal? Uh, they're going to have to be very selective. I was just uh, so of the offensive linemen, only Connor Williams is a free agent. I I believe that's correct. Okay, I think Lael Collins has at least one year left. Yeah, and see, and everybody wants to right away wants to cut Cooper, Amari Cooper, and it's like, okay, but you got to replace him. I don't want to cut him. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't want to. And they want to look at numbers, right? There's a lot of reasons why his numbers were the numbers this year. We spread it out. We got a lot of players out there, a lot of players, and 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 they want to see a salary. And I forgot to look it up to see, you know, okay, you're going to get twenty two million dollar back in base salary. Well, what's it going to cost? His cap you? number was twenty two this year, right? But there there's going to be there's going to be dead money that's going to go into the cap for sure. I forget how many he has three years. This left is on updated. His deal. Uh, cut. Pre uh, June first, six million. Uh, after uh, let's see, dead money six million, cap saving sixteen million. If cut pre June first, according to over the cap, that can't be right. Yeah, that means he only has <laughs> six. They only have six million left on his signing bonus. His signing bonus was huge, right, wasn't it? Right. Let me see here. Or maybe it wasn't, and they just made it, put it in base salary. Yeah. How you know what? We got a lot to explore next week. That's right. Week. 
Okay, a lot, of, a lot of research to do, a lot Homework to explore. Yeah. It says on here, cut post-June 1st, $2 million, dead money, $20 million cap savings. Hmm. But I'll they may not be that. right, so don't hold us to it. Okay. It's got to be more than that. All right. You got any final mix shot for the 2021 season? Um, it's on to 2022. <laughs> Thanks. It was so articulate. <laughs> God, so articulate. All right. So that does it. By the way, uh, starting next week, we will be on Thursdays at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. For an hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. And if you have uh, enough. We're uh, already on an hour. Yeah, today we did an hour. And if you're and if you're brave enough, we'll open we're it up. We're always flirting. We'll with open an hour. it up to questions. You <laughs> can call right. in. We're, oh, okay. We're All right. The phone hour. lines will be working. Well, we probably get an hour when when we reconvene. Yes, you get an hour. We get an hour. We get an yes, hour. Yes, we get an hour. And we're That's trying right. real hard to get it out. Oh, you, tr- <laughs> you are right now. You're yeah, really trying. We're trending, trending towards you're an hour today. Minutes yeah. right now. Just right. Right. I know, Chris. I'm, I'm just I'm sitting here just being very patient. I appreciate okay, it. I think you are the only guy. You ever, and I are the only guys being ever, patient. Ever since then, I only get paid for 45 <laughs> right, minutes. I'm sitting here like, I'm 11 minutes okay, over. I got the Twitter going. Uh, okay. and look at my video my family out in Australia. All right. Okay. Retweet that, would you? What's that? That's your family. Okay, I will. Okay, I sure will. All right, so onward and upward to 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?